Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, my name is Pastor Tommy. If I haven't met you, it's my honor to be the um, student pastor here at the church at Bushland. Um, had the opportunity to do that for the last three and a half years. Our pastor, Jeff, his wife, Melissa, they got to spend some time with their family out in East Texas. I think they're on their way back. And, uh, but it's an honor and a blessing. And I just tell people when I get a chance to share, they always ask, you know, just different questions. And I just say this, I mean, what better place to be than just to brag on my dad? Amen. Come on, let's not make it any harder than that. I know sometimes I've been there, you've been there. I bet, I bet there's times you're like, I don't know if I have the right words. I don't know how to say this. I don't know if I'll do it right. Can I just tell you, it's never wrong when you just brag on the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Just share your testimony. Just with somebody else. I promise you, God will bless that and honor it in their life. Amen? How many of you have had somebody who encouraged you in your faith because they were willing to brag on their dad? Can I see some hands all over the place? Even those watching online, God is just that good. Well, this morning, we're going to unpack a truth, a promise that I want us to all, not just me, but the Lord wants us to all just embrace to encourage ourselves with, to see it in his word. Because how many of you know if God said it, we can believe it. And guess what? Then we get to walk in it and he gets glory for it. And so here's the message this morning. It's the fear that leads to freedom. Come on, somebody. Oh, nobody got that. All right. (laughs) You heard fear and you shut off, didn't you? All right. Did you know there was a fear that can lead to freedom? And there's one that will overcome all worry and all anxiousness. How many of you know that the stuff that's going on in our world right now, there's a spirit behind that? And it, it is. It's evil. And it's a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of deception. And I just want you to know it's time for us as sons and daughters to stop entertaining that voice and to start walking in the healthy fear of the Lord. Amen? I'm just here to tell you, If we will get this truth and promise in us, we won't entertain the accuser of the brethren. We won't entertain his deceptions. Why? Because we're going to realize what it means to truly fear the Lord. And when we realize what that truly means, listen, you'll remind the enemy what his destiny is. All right? And the Father will remind you what your destiny is. And somebody tell me, James 4, 7, if I submit myself to God and I resist the devil by agreeing with God's truth, what does the enemy got to do? He got to get up and go. Come on, somebody. Amen? (laughs) I'm sick and tired of us letting a narrative apart from what God says impact our days. We should only let a temptation be an invitation to lead to a revelation, which goes back and says, so dad, what do you say about that? Because you got the best and final word. The cross has the final word, amen? (laughs) So I heard this phrase this, this week, healthy fear. Everybody say healthy fear is surrendering complete control to the Lord so we won't give control to any unhealthy fear or deception. Amen? There is a healthy fear. 
I want to show it to you. Isaiah chapter 11. Somebody say, let's do this. All right, good. Isaiah 11, chapter 1, I mean, chapter 11, verses 1, 2, and 3. If you're watching at home, turn, get your word out. Let's open up the word of life. His, his, his word is good. I love it. So here we go. We're going to read a prophecy about the coming Messiah, Jesus. And we're going to see something about the spirit of fear here that I pray will change our lives. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. I'm in NIV this week. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. This is just telling us the lineage, the prophetic, that he's going to come from the line of Jesse, which was David's father. And we know this to be true as you unpack history. And then watch this, verse 2, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. How many of you know Jesus got baptized? It's a good example, isn't it? All right, and guess what happened in his baptism? There was an audible voice of God. This is my beloved son. In him I'm well pleased. And what else? There was this spirit like a dove that descended and what? Remained. I think it's Acts 10, 38. It just says the father poured the spirit into the son so that he could go about doing good things, healing all those who are oppressed. I got some good news for y'all. We're still on plan A. God has not moved to plan B. Look at the person next to you and say, you're plan A. And it's still in place. It's still in place. The same spirit that remained in Jesus is the same spirit you got when you confessed him as Lord and Savior. And if you've not said yes to Jesus, I got good news for you. Then say yes today because today's the day of salvation. Amen. Can we celebrate Max and Evan taking steps of faith this morning and being baptized and just saying, I'm God's kid. Good job, family. I love that. It says the Spirit of the Lord, verse 2, will rest on him. And then watch these things. You know this to be true about Jesus. He'll have the spirit of wisdom. He'll have the spirit of understanding. He'll have the spirit of counsel. He'll have the spirit of power. And he'll have the spirit of knowledge. Anybody want to say, that's a pretty good list. That's the one we have believed in. And that's the one we know that is able to guard anything we choose to trust him. We're in good hands. We're in good hands. And then it says this. And he will have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And look at verse 3. And he will delight. Somebody say delight. This is the only one that they pull out of that amazing list. And there is this delight. There is this joy. There is this um, in the fear of the Lord for the Son of God. So I'm just wondering today if Jesus carried that spirit of the fear of the Lord, how much more do we need to carry that spirit, especially today? See, here's what I'm afraid of. I think we have the wrong viewpoint of what fear is. Now, in the world, it's what makes you scared. It's what makes you a little bit of afraid. What maybe will discourage you? How many of you know that you can get discouraged by just turning on the news? Let me just remind you, you got control over what comes into the airways of your home. Turn it off <laughs> and turn this volume up. Lord, teach me to fear you. Teach me to delight in that fear. Do you know what fear is? The Bible unpacks it for us. It's this awe. It's this reverence. It's this humility. I like to describe it this way, all right? It's like when the enemy comes to pick a fight with you and how many of you know Genesis says that the enemy crouches at your door waiting to devour you. Peter says he, he roams around like a lion looking for someone he can devour. Can I just tell you that the enemy can only do so much? Because guess what? 
guess what? The fear of the Lord is this. I got this awe for God. I got this reverence for God. I got this humility underneath God. So the moment the enemy comes on the scene, guess what? I don't entertain him. I begin to declare my dad who just showed up. Anybody want to say, that's a healthy fear? See, I'm just telling you. There's an exchange that will go on in your life right now, and you don't have to live under worry anymore. You don't have to live under anxiety anymore. You get to follow in the steps of Jesus. What did this look like in his life? How many of you know we sang it this morning? Jesus hung on a cross for our sins. Anybody want to say amen to that? He took all upon him. Amen? And I want to say he did it this way delighting in the fear of the Lord. How do we know? Hebrews 12 says, for the what? Joy set before him. He endured the cross. He scorned its shame. On his hardest hours, guess what? He was delighting in the fear of the Lord. He was delighting in the awe of God, the reverence of God. But you know what I want you to also know? He knew knew how his story ends. (laughs) He knew he had to die, but he knew his story wouldn't end there. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you when a believer takes their last breath here on earth, does that end their story? Come on, we got to celebrate this. That's why there's a fear in the Lord. Because if I stop breathing here, that just means I start breathing there. The dead in Christ shall raise. May we not even fear death. Because God's over time, past, present, and future. And if I said yes to him, he said yes to me. Listen to me. I'm a delight in the fear of the Lord. But I'm also going to agree with his words. It says, I've been, my days have been numbered 70, 80 years, and I want to live as many of them as I can. You know why? Because I want to tell somebody about Jesus. Do you know why I think Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord? I'll get back to the cross in a minute. He was already beginning to play this out. You know why I'm going to delight in the fear of the Lord? Because when I show up, the demons are going to have to flee. The blind eyes are going to have to open. The paralyzed are going to get up and walk. Isn't that a better fear than the other fear? I don't know if we got that this morning. Did did you remember the Great Commission? Jesus said that the Holy Spirit was going to come on us so that he could send us out to do what? So that signs and wonders could follow us and God could get glory. Amen? I'm just telling you, will it just start with some delight? Well, it just start with some joy, and let's get our eyes off this yuck that's going on, and let's put our eyes back on Jesus. Amen? Jesus, on the cross, said these words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Anybody remember those words? Think he was going through some stuff? Think he was going through a lot of stuff. You maybe been told in your life not to ask why. Well, I I want to tell you, our God's big enough to handle our wives. Anybody want to say amen to that? He's a good, good father. Jesus, from the cross, asked why. There's a lot to unpack there, but here's what I want you to know what it led to. His delight in the fear of the Lord. Listen to his next words. And may this become our declaration in our homes as we embrace the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Jesus said, but Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Come on, somebody. Jesus knows how this ends, even though it's going to be hard. I'm going to tell you, Jesus said, you're going to have some days of trouble, John 16, 33. Anybody read those before? But take heart, because I overcame, you will too. Tell the person next to you, you will too. You know how you will? You'll stop fearing the things of the world, and you'll start fearing the things of God. There's power attached to that. There's only lies and deceptions attached to the other. 
When we walk into the room as sons and daughters, the atmosphere should shift because you're carrying love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Let us what? Keep in step with the Spirit. Did you know you carry all of that? So, Lord, help us fear you so that when we step into a room, we don't respond to what we see in the natural. We respond to what you're doing in the supernatural. Mm, come on. Here we go. So what does this look like for us? Isaiah 33, 6. Are you with me? Anybody out there? Okay, thank you for that. Anybody here this morning? <laughs> Isaiah 33, 6. Here we go. I just get excited about the word, y'all. It's so powerful. So powerful. It's Jesus. He fulfilled it. He lived it. Isaiah 33, 6 says it this way. He will be the sure foundation for your times. Anybody want to receive that? That's a word for the past. That's a word for the present in their day. And that's a now word right now. Jesus will be my sure foundation. Here's how. He'll be the rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. And here's how. Through the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Somebody say fear of the Lord. Do you know God has the power to loose what's been loosed? He has the power to bind which is what's been bound in heaven. But you know how he does it? By trusting us. I'm just wondering, anybody using the right key this morning? Who here is like me? You've been, you've been to that car. This doesn't happen as much anymore, but some of you can go back. Where you tried to put your key in the wrong car? I'm the only one. All right. See, here's the deal. Jesus, Peter says, went and took back the keys. He's the holder of the keys. Let's stop letting the enemy try to put some keys in our hand that we were never made to carry because they don't open the things that have our inheritance attached to it. Jesus holds the keys. And listen, his door has been opened by the presence and the blood of Jesus, and you got access 24-7. Anybody so glad you don't have to wait to meet with Jesus just on Sunday morning? Can I just release us? It's okay to meet with Jesus in your home with your family. Why? Because he's given you the keys. We just got to use them. We just got to use them. And so thank you, Jesus, that you trusted with us. I'll, I'll just be a little transparent with you. I've helped people through the, through the years who dealt with just anxiety and just panic attacks I mean, those are real things. Why? Because the enemy wants to come after the peace that God gave us. So why wouldn't he try to use those type things? Well, we were blessed three and a half years ago to be called to be the student pastors of this church. It was awesome. I, I want to unpack that story. And I just want to brag on you guys. There is no group of people, no community, no church. I'd rather be going through what we're going through than this church and this community. Amen? And the surrounding areas. Amen? Come on. But when we came out here, something happened to me that had never happened. I began to have panic attacks. I began to have shortness of breath. My heart began to beat in a way that I was like, it feels like I'm running, but I ain't running. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And man, it was... Sometimes in transition, let me just say this to you. Sometimes in transition, though God spoke it, the enemy's looking for an opportunity to come in and to derail it. But I got some good news for you. That went on for about a month, which is a month too long. Anybody ever been there where you're like, I should have just called on the Lord from day one? And I finally 
just said, enough's enough. And I'm just wondering if anybody's here today who's tired of battling anxiety, tired of battling worry, tired of battling unhealthy fear, where you would just go, enough's enough. And I laid my head on that pillow that night in my bed, and I said, God, I need a word from you. How many of you know that that pleased my father? He's just waiting for me to give him an invitation. And God speaks to me in numbers, and I love that. And so the next morning, without my alarm going off, it was 620, and immediately in my spirit, listen to me, I knew that God had a word for me over those panic attacks, over that anxiety, over all that stuff, and I heard John 620. And guess what? I didn't wait to go look at it. I did it right then. Come on, somebody. We, when God speaks, we got to move. And I opened up the Word of God, and look what I read. I had just prayed, do not be afraid. You know who I am. Woo! <laughs> like, can I tell you? My dad just spoke right to my heart. And I delighted in fearing him because there was an awe about that word. There was a reverence about that word. There was an empowerment about that word. So the next time the enemy tried to come, bring that. Because how many of you know he's still going to try? Even Jesus, when he was tempted, you read that story. It says the enemy left him for another opportune time. So just because we get a word from God doesn't mean the attack's going to stop. It just means now I know how to battle it through his word. <laughs> As I delight in what? Fearing him. I now didn't have to fear the panic attack, the shortness of breath. I couldn't change that. But Jesus did because the cross, what, has the final word. Not just for your salvation, but over all fear, worry, and anxiety. And I can stand before you today and tell you, all right, I've never had another panic attack or anxiety thing that continued. I've had about a handful where I, I got to go, oh. Satan, you depict with the wrong person because let me just remind you what my dad said. Amen? And my faith grew as a result of the attack. It didn't diminish. Why? Because we delight in the fear of the Lord. That's a good fear. Matthew 7, turn over there quickly. All right, we, we, oh, I, man, this is good. Matthew 7, 24, so here it is as Jesus told this parable. What foundation are you building on, basically? The fear of man, the fear of media, the fear of whatever. Are you building on the delighting in the fear of the Lord? Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, these words, listen, these words. If you hear these words of mine and you put them into practice, you're like a wise man who built your house on the rock. Verse 25, so the rain's going to come. It's, the streams are going to rise. The storms are going to come. Do you see this? The winds are going to blow. You're, I mean, those things are going to happen. But as a result, all right, your house did not fall. Why? Because you built your foundation on the rock. His name is Jesus. We, we got our eyes fixed on everything out here, and we're trying to control it. Let me just get a little practical with this before I read the rest of this. We got any dads out here? Yeah, we got some dads. You feel like you got to fix everything, got to have the right answer for everything. How do I know that? Because I am one. It's like your kids come to you with a question, you got to come up with the best answer because you got to be super dad. There we go. I got a couple of you out here. 
And I did that for a season until I realized what an opportunity for me to watch this, point my kids. You know what? I don't have the answer to that, but we can go to the one who does. Teach them to build on the rock at a young age. His name is Jesus. I don't want them building on my foundation. I want them building on his. Because when the storms come and I'm not there to rescue them, he is. I got some mamas and daddies out here who just sent your kids to college. Here's a word for you. He went with them. Yes! Like that's the firm foundation. That's delighting in the fear of the Lord. Are they going to have some hard seasons? You better believe it. Why? Because there's an opportunity for their faith to grow apart from you, but with him. And guess what you get to do? Agree with God for them. One of my great privileges, though one of my daughters lives in London, one lives in Kansas City, I can still agree with God's heart by calling, FaceTiming, texting, and I still know he can do something with that word across the sea, across the states. I don't have to be in the room to give him a hug and give him a word because I know my daddy's in the room and he can give him a hug and give him a word, but I get to agree with him. We got any mamas in the room? Can I just give you some peace this morning? You don't have to control everything. <sighs> Take a big deep breath. <gasps> Woo! Why? Because I'm surrendering control to him. And you know what? You want to bless that generation of kids coming up under you? Show them how you surrender to control to the Father and lead them to do the same. Because how many of you know we can make a mess when we try to take the control? I ain't going to sing it, but somebody say, Jesus, take the will. Amen, all right? <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. Here we go. Because the alternative is this, verse 26, but everyone who hears these words of mine, because we're hearing them, and does not put them into practice, is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rains come, and the streams rise, and the winds blow, and they beat against that house, and it falls with a great crash. What's the difference? It really is this simple. God, you said it. I'm going to believe it. <laughs> what scriptures do you have displayed in your home right now that when things start to go a little chaotic, you can go, but God said. What go-to worship song right now, when things feel a little bit out of order, a little out of chaos, you can turn on and not just listen to it, but get your praise on. I love that my wife's an intercessor, and man, her and the Lord, they dance in our living room all the time together. You know how I know? Because when I walk in, I feel the presence of God there. She's delighting in the fear of the Lord. In the Old Testament, how I many you know Solomon was the most wise of wisdom? If you haven't read Ecclesiastes in a while, just open it up and entertain yourself. Who, who, who's my problem solvers in the room? Ecclesiastes, the wisest of the wise. He basically writes 12 chapters, and he's trying to figure out this whole life thing. Anybody been there and done that? And here's the wisest of the wise, and guess what his conclusion was? I love this. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. He's saying, you don't have to do the hard work. I did it for you. So here's the test results. Come on, somebody. It's finals. And he's fixing to give you the answer. And here it is. He just says, fear God and keep his commandments. 
Can I get an amen from somebody? We make it hard. The wisest of all wise, that's what the Bible says. He just said this, fear the Lord and walk in his truths and promises. Has that ever not worked for anybody in the room? Wow. God, thank you that we can delight in fear of you and walk in your commandments and watch, get glory for it. How many of you know the New Testament church in the book of Acts? It wasn't all rosy when they started that church. They had their own divisions. They had their own persecutions. They had their own attacks. Come on, somebody. Similar to what we go through, they had an evil king named Nero. I won't even go into the details. You can study the history if you want to, but watch what they did. Their numbers grew like ginormously, and here's what it says in Acts 9.31. Here's why. Because they lived in the fear of the Lord, and they were encouraged by the Holy Spirit of God. Can I tell you, that blueprint still works today. I, I want us just right here before I finish, close your eyes just where you are. I think we got to get this. Just you as a son, just you as a daughter. Will you just say to your dad, teach me to fear you. Teach me what it looks like to live in awe, in reverence, in your majesty, with you being all-powerful. Teach me what that looks like. And then, God, thank you that you're going to do that with your Holy Spirit in me. It's like, as you teach me, I've got the one inside of me that's going to bring understanding to this principle so I can truly delight in it. Oh, God, you're good. Mm, receive that from him. How many of you got some kids who've battled some um, fear of storms? Nobody's raising their hand. Okay, all right, we got a few. Our oldest Paige, she did. She battled, oh, man, those storms would come, and she was just scared. She was just terrified. And you know what? As her mom and dad, you know, that's hard for a parent. You want to help them. You want to fix that situation. But how many of you know I couldn't change the thunder? I couldn't change the lightning. And here's what I had to recognize. There was a spirit of fear attached to our daughter. He was trying to take her out at a young age because God had written her story, and she would be fearless. <laughs> And I'm so thankful for a wife who heard God and led Paige to claim this truth, all right? Prophesy your promise. Psalm 5611 says, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? If you need to write it down, Psalm 5611, it's all right there. And, man, that became just her declaration, her truth. Of course, the storms would come, and as she began to get confidence in that, courage in that, she would quote that scripture herself, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. And then she would lead other kids to also say that thing. Because how many of you know when you get set free from a fear, you can help somebody else get set free from a fear, Amen. Why? Because we delight in that. We know the power attached to it. This isn't just for me. This is for somebody else. And not many years ago, a storm was coming, and the meteorologist was saying, I think it might have been Doppler Dave, and they were right, that it had a big hell core in it, had a chance to drop a tornado down. We lived over in Hillside Estates, and watch this. Me and my wife and my daughter, we're out on the front yard, all right, with our Bibles open, and we're speaking to the storm. I know some of y'all think I'm crazy, so there you go. There's the proof, all right? It was like we didn't want that hailstorm to come to our house, and so we just 
delighted in fearing the Lord. And guess what? There were people in our neighborhood who drove to the other side of town because they didn't want their cars to be held on, and that storm turned, and I just had to say sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know that's funny, but here's the deal. The good that came out of that is my daughter Paige wasn't hidden in the closet. She was walking in the delight of the fear of the Lord. Now, my middle daughter, she didn't fear storms, so she was asleep. Sirens going off and everything, and I think it was the next morning we asked her, we said, J.C., did you not hear the sirens go off? I love this. She goes, oh, I just dreamed it was a well, and I went back to sleep. <laughs> Don't you love just the presence of God and how he brings it to you and how he brings it to me? I want you to turn to Numbers. We'll close here. Worship team, um, here in a moment, you can come up. Um, Numbers chapter 6. I want to show you something that uh, my wife actually taught a couple years ago on the woman's retreat. And it's just this beautiful imagery of shalom, but it comes out of the priestly prayer, Numbers 6, 22 through 27. Mark, Pastor Mark prays this in agreement with God over us. I've prayed it, but what is the history behind it? Listen to a good father. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, who was the priest, and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, and you know it, the Lord bless you, keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And then he says, so they will put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. If you want any name attached to you, as you leave this morning, can it be this? That one fears the Lord. That one doesn't fear any man. And you know how? Because you know the Lord's blessing you. You know the Lord's keeping you. You know he's making his face shine upon you. All right? And then watch. I want to show something to you. And you know that he brings you the shalom, peace of God. Now watch. This will help somebody. These are word pictures in the Hebrew. This is what God orchestrated for his people because he used pictures to teach them. So this is the peace. His name is Jesus, and guess what he came to do? It goes from your right to your left. So this is to destroy. Do you see the teeth? To destroy. The second one is authority. That's a staff. A staff was authority back in their day. To destroy the authority. That is a nail that's attached. So to destroy the authority attached. And that last thing is the chaos. It's like a body of water. The Deloches were here in the first service, and they were out when the tropical storm hit. And I just asked them, could you have controlled that water if you wanted to? No. See, here's our problem. We focus too much on the chaos. And guess what happens when we do? It leads to worry, fear, and anxiety. God blesses us with this truth. He's a father. And guess who's the high priest now? Jesus is praying this over you. Watch this. I came to destroy the authority attached to any chaos. My fear is in the one who came. Yeah, come on. Can we celebrate that? My fear is the one who came to destroy the works of the devil. So I don't fear anything he comes my way. Actually, I have a shield of faith that distinguishes all his fiery, fiery darts, all right? Because my God is just that good and your God is just that good. And so we're going to close our service this morning in this, in this sanctuary and you guys at home. And the worship team is going to play the blessing. And it's this prayer. And then it's the, the amen. May it be so 
in our homes, in our families, over our children. And so this is how we're going to allow you, and then Mark will come up and just agree with that. But we're going to allow you as families, church families, to turn toward each other in this time. And listen to me, break agreement with the accuser and start agreeing with God. God, our fear is going to be in you, and we're going to delight in that. Because why? When I take my kids to school, I'm not going to have fear, worry, and anxiety because I'm sending another one of God's kids into those hallways. And if something happens, they're going to know what to do because I'm training them up to trust him. And so we're going to just submit and we're going to delight and there's going to be joy in this season and other people will see what we have and they're going to go, can I have some of that too? And you're going to go, oh yeah, you can because this is for you. So I want us just to stand together. I want you just to, you, their ministry team will be up here. If you want somebody to pray over you, if you want to come down to the altar, feel free. You can do it right there, but I do. I want somebody in your family just to turn. You can do it right there. Just turn toward each other. As this blessing's going out, you agree with God's heart. As we delight, we trust, we bless, he's just that good. So God, thank you. Thank you for Jesus who was given this anointing to delight in the fear of the Lord so that on this day we would be reminded of that powerful truth that Solomon discovered, that the early church discovered, that Jesus walked in, so that as we walk out as your kids today, I'm only going to fear you. And worry, fear, and anxiety will have no place of ruling and reigning in my heart or in my home because you're just that good. Jesus, you destroy the authority attached to chaos, and we believe you. So we love you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys pray as they lead us. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.